What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast right here on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from. This is a two-part episode. We're putting out the first part on Friday, and come back on Monday to listen to part two, which is going to be the breakdown and focus on the top 10 at every position that the MLB network is putting out. Come here with Hannah and myself. Think about that. It's a, it's a good, deep conversation. It's already in the can. I've listened to it. It's good. It's so good that I didn't want to put it out this morning. No, it's, we got to more of the topical stuff. So today's episode, we're talking about what happened on the Jerry DePoto show, kind of breaking that down. So I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of Oh, before I get out of the way, have to give a happy birthday to Grandma Norma, a rye bread and mustard, regular favorite here, my grandma, 92 years young, and cannot quit bitching and moaning and complaining about how long the baseball offseason is. Uh, she cannot wait for the season to start. She'll be back on here as soon as the season starts, but happy birthday, Grandma. I hope you're listening. I hope you're downloading this. I hope you're tweeting about this. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of the way so you can enjoy the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast that goes out to my grandma. Happy birthday, grandma. That's going to start right now. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. We are recording here at the cabin. So where we left off on last episode was we were talking about all this Aaron Goldsmith stuff. Uh, and at the time he was being mum, nobody was talking about it. He was staying, He, you know, to catch people up. There was a, a report out that he was going to replace, he was in the final running to replace the uh, Cardinals announcer. It was him and Chip Carey. He uh, came out and uh, publicly said he pulled himself from the uh, running of that. Then we recorded our episode. Nobody could get a comment with him at that point. And now he's fucking hosting shows on 710 uh, Seattle Sports. He's doing the Wheelhouse uh, episode with DePoto. You should go check that out. Uh, but uh, he did give his reasons for not doing that. Why don't you tell us about that, Hanno? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, he's got a young young family, uh, young kids. I don't remember their ages, but they're still, none of them are double digits yet, I believe. Um, he's happy here in Seattle. His wife's happy here. Um he pulled his name out of the hat here early on. Um, according to the reporting, you know, he, he talked to both sports radio stations, uh, 710, 93.3, talked to Larry Stone. He just said he's happy here. He's been here for 10 years. Uh, he, he felt the love, actually, as well, you know, on social media. There was a lot of fans that were outspoken, and like we talked about last episode, that wanted him here but understood that that was his hometown team. And uh, he made the decision that this is the place he wants to be. He doesn't want to uproot his family. Um, he's happy here, and he's going to move forward. It doesn't mean there might not be a change down the road, but for now, this is where he wants to be, a Mariner broadcaster. And besides that, I mean, 
He's made. He told. He came. In, he also acknowledged. He came in and said that. You know, we talked about earlier that he worked nationally with Fox. He's not going to be doing that anymore. Really? He's not going to be doing the football as much anymore. He's going to be doing a little bit of Pac-10 because it doesn't um, coincide with the baseball season. But he's he's all in on Mariner baseball, and he told the Mariners that that's what he wants to be involved in. And um, yeah, like I mean, he's got a young family. He wants to be involved with them and be involved with the Mariners. Like you said last episode, where he could be the next Dave Niehaus, the face of and voice of, you know, Seattle Mariner broadcasting. Also, to be fair, you know, it's no different than Geno Smith. It's no different than any other big free agent. He he fulfilled fulfilled his contract. His contract ended after this season. And from what I'm hearing and reading is that he – Agreed in principle, but nothing was signed that he was coming back to the Mariners. The Mariners also knew about him, uh, you know, possibly going after this job. As far as what they're saying, whether that's a PR cover-up or whatever, I'm just saying that's what's out there. Absolutely. He was forthcoming. He let them know that he was checking in. His hometown team. Um, you're right. He uh, His contract was up. He let them. He was He was forthcoming, but in the end... He pulled his name out of it. He wants to be a Mariner broadcaster, and like you said, it might work out really well for him setting himself up. You know, Dave Sims is getting up in age. Rick Riz, I think they're both in their late sixties. I don't. I, I hate to. Uh, I hope they're still around for another twenty are, years. You know, another twenty years doing Mariner baseball. Yeah, and he, he and I read. I did not know this. He's really close with Gary Hill as the uh, producer on the radio side. Yeah, Gary Hill's great. So yeah, I mean. He's happy. I, I mean, you can tell the the uh, the camaraderie he has with Blow on the TV side. You know, just like you and I have that camaraderie. Yeah, let's compare them to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's compare them to us. No, I, it's great to have him back. We knew this from last episode, but not only uh, to you know come from there was maybe some controversy about this to no comment. Nobody's heard from him to bam, he's been out there. I mean, he's been on KJR. And he was also hosting uh, today for Mike Salk at the time of his record. He was recording for Mike Salk on, or covering for Mike Salk on uh, Seattle Sports. Why? What's Salk's deal? I don't know. It was a breath of fresh air, let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> to have, you know, go to. You realize how, how golden his pipes are and how his voice is golden? Just from listening on the radio when he's talking to radio guys, when you listen to the radio and you're like, that guy's got a really good, nice radio voice, and then Goldsmith comes on and goes, that guy's voice is trash. He hosted the uh, Jerry DePoto show today, which was called The Wheelhouse, because I think that's their episode they do in oh, the... on the podcast? In the, yeah, in the, in the, during the season, correct? But uh, it was interesting today when, when they opened up that show. Uh, it seemed like there was, they had to get that out of the way. And Jerry DePoto, of course, said how much he loved having him and how much, you know, it was such a cover. It a was love a, fest. Yeah, it was a, it was a spoon-feeding love fest. Let's, let's just They be were honest. spooning. Yes, they were spooning on the radio. Um, you know, if you haven't checked out the Jerry DePoto show, you can get that on Seattle Sports. I don't know if they're plugging our podcast, but uh, if you want the brief breakdown of it, do you want the breakdown? Because you don't listen to it, Hannah, do you? 
Uh, no, but I see it on social media. They they sent out some tweets and stuff. So, but I, I mean, I was interested to hear about what Jerry said about with uh, JP getting some time off, worrying about him getting run down uh, throughout the year. So, tell me about it. Well, so it seemed like there's there is some concern and some planned to prevent that. There's some concern about how he's been run down towards the end of the year uh, in the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's that's an accurate thing. He's out there. He's he's not a guy that misses a lot of baseball. Yeah, he almost plays 155, 158 no. games a year. I mean, it's all he busts his ass. And you're playing through the shift area where you have to play a lot of positions. Um, and and also the Mariners play a lot of extra innings, a lot of tight ball games. Um, I'm gonna have to check out his beard and his hair when the season starts. I'm sure there's some gray getting in there. Uh, but yeah, you you can tell there's there's certain players that you could see a little bit of wear and tear. And where I think you definitely can see the wear and tear is when you go in person. And it's not when they're playing. It's not when they're hitting the ball. Not it's not when they're running to the base or or. Or uh, you know, going after ball, it's the in between innings when the the aches and pains really get to you. You know, running in from a third out into the dugout, you could see a little bit of limping, a little bit of uh, stiffness on these players. And JP was definitely one of those people that kind of like, I kind of it kind of stuck out to me. But he's a fucking warrior, you know. He is. I mean, the thing I remember about JP is that I mean, he works his ass off. He he set a high bar for himself last year, or when he first got in with the Mariners. You know, uh, after every inning, he he gets the ball thrown to him. You notice it from Ty France after the third out. He chucks it into the stands. I mean, he's one of those guys that's all over the field. Uh, he 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 plays the toughest position in the infield, and maybe the toughest position in all of baseball and shortstop, as we know. And it's going to get harder for him. The shift. Differential is going to change this year. There's going to be only two and two on each side. You know, he's not going to be on the other side of second. There's not going to be three guys on the side of third. So he's going to have to cover a lot more ground. And with Kellen Wong, which is going to be adjustment for him as well, because that's a new guy coming in to play as his double play partner. They're going to have to work on that, work on range, all that kind of stuff. Got balls hit up the middle. What's going to go on there? And besides that, I mean, he wants to be an offensive player. You can see that. So, I mean, JP, he to me, he did look like he wore down last year. Yeah, definitely. And he, you know, like you said, he's out there every day, just about. Uh, I mean, and you say he played, what, 150, 155? Remember he got suspended. At least. And he got suspended yeah. for some of those. I mean, he, he was out there. You, you would you, – you don't even need to think that manager Scott Service was penciling him in every day. You just knew that he was there because yeah. they, they didn't have another solution. He was there in the fight, too. He was there in the fight as well. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love JP. He's the leader of the team. Uh, did he have a down year, you know, statistically? Yeah. Did he hit the ball, pop it up a little bit too much? I want to say yes. I'd love to see him get back more to those line drives uh, and, you know, maybe – shooting the ball to the left field a little bit more and you know he's one of these guys that you know you hear this from Jerry you hear this from Scott uh, and other people is maybe he's one of these players that's specifically going to 
benefit from there being no shift on the offensive end. Absolutely. I mean, we're critical of these guys. I mean, could you imagine us going out there every 155 days, every inning being focused in? I mean, it, it's, it's a tough thing to do. I have a little project. Well, once again, Edgar Martinez is using Eagle Hardware's incredible selection of brand-name power tools for his latest project. And uh, here's a surprise. Uh, for once, it's not a bat. Oh, it is a bat. It's a light bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. What else did Jerry say on that uh, puff piece on the flagship? <laughs> I mean, Aaron Goldsmith, it, it, was it like a podcast type? Well, it did feel like... When they have him on there, it did feel like programming from a pregame show of like, hey, we're going to talk about this. There wasn't very many hard-hitting questions on there. There was no pinning down. It was just The a, DH spot or anything no, like that? No, none of the things that we like to talk about were talked about on there. But the uh, one of the things that I did think was interesting was uh, there was a little bit uh, a little bit of talk about some trades that Jerry thinks there's going to be a lot of trades he's hearing. A lot of trades happening here in spring training in the next couple of weeks. Hold on, hold on. Involving the Mariners or throughout baseball? He did the, not specify. Okay. He, he did not specify. What, what, what did you take out of it? It, it sounds like, well, what I've been hearing, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of that Trump stuff. He goes, a lot of people are talking about it. You know? Uh, <laughs> People are talking about it. A lot of people. It, it just seems like he's kind of like really trying to put down to the fan base. We're not done here trading. I don't think they are. And I. You, so, okay. Let's hold on. I don't hold know on, who. I don't have. I, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. We signed Tommy Lasella. We signed AJ Pollock. We signed another guy right here. We'll talk about it here in a second. Minor league contract. We got a couple guys back on the, you know, that aren't going to be major leaguers. But you're telling me you, and we have Jared Kelnick. We have Taylor Trammell. You think so? And we have guys in the in the pipeline, and yes, we have yes, guys, and we yes. have and we have Who a surplus. Who are you thinking that possibly could be traded? I want to know. Anybody except for the, you know, obvious people. I, I not saying they're going to be, but I'm saying it's not like we're Jerry Depoto and the Mariners are walking around Who's with empty, empty pockets to trade. They don't. It's not like they don't have cards that they're holding on to. No, I agree. I just don't see us trading the AJ Pollocks, the Listellas, the last group of of contracts that we signed. No, but you can you can release them. You can. But who who, who would we? So it's got to be like a Kelnick, a Trammell, a Tiasker, and don't uh, and and don't 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 Haggerty, JP Crawford. Yeah, and don't count out Hanson that somebody can blow a tire on one of these rotations, and with so many teams with the expanded playoffs, that everybody thinks they got a shot, and maybe they're a starting pitcher away. A four, a five. I mean, all of those games count. Your fours and your fives don't mean shit in the playoffs. They mean a lot when you're playing 162. Oh, okay, okay, so you're talking more starting pitching. Like you're talking maybe a flexing or one of our starters, Gonzalez. That's where you're. You if you we're talking trades, Mariner wise, you're thinking maybe one of those two guys are part of the piece. 
or yes, or somebody in our pipeline if it happens before the season, because the cost of doing business right now is still in an affordable state. I feel like the interest or the tax is going up every day. You get closer to the season, so so but the, it will take a big jump, obviously in May. So the, the minor leaguers are a big part of this deal. So the Millers, the Woos. I, All those guys I, I that have been so. talked about that Jerry said on his show this last, the other day on the Jerry Depoto show that clubs have been calling and I'm asking sure. about. I would I would assume. Okay. I would assume if I'm okay. if I'm re, you know reading between the lines. Also, he's also saying you know that earlier in spring training or, or excuse me earlier in the off season when the free agency started, he never had seen that he can remember the top free agents coming off the board in a blink of an eye. Well, I have a problem with that. So do I. I, I mean, you, you're the GM. You, you need to know what the market is supposed to be. He's the president of operations, Hanno. He's the last call <laughs> for alcohol <laughs> at, the, at the cabin. But no, seriously, he's last call on the decision maker with Justin. I mean, Justin Absolutely. goes to him lastly. Absolutely. They do everything as a group. They manage as a group. They go through game planning as a group. And they go through operation moves as a group, which has its pluses and its minuses. Well, Jerry is the last line of defense, correct? I would think so. I think it's it's him reporting to the owners, and that's it. I think he... I believe he doesn't report to anybody except for them. Yeah, he's the president. So Justin has his crew that he talks to. Justin makes a decision. He works through it with Jerry, and Jerry and him say make the final call. Yeah. And also, getting back to what you were saying there, or asking me, is do you think he's talking about us, or is he talking about everybody else? I think that the Mariners are in on everything, and I think a lot of the time... As Mariner fans, including me, we're like, why the fuck wouldn't you want to be up there? We know how lovely our city is. We know how great our stadium is. We know how great our fan base is. And our summer. And our summer. But, you know, it it is a hard sell. But also, I'm sure that we're not in on buying big stuff. Sure, we're not in on that. We're not a Philly desperation Met desperation but kind of team. But they're not desperation. They're wanting to win. I understand that they want to they win. They want to f- effing win. You can say fucking on my podcast. I don't like to. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> no. Say it. Say it if you mean it. Your face says you mean it, Hanno. Hey, they they want to win. more. Don't you think they have proven this offseason they want to go for it and put the team together? more than the Mariners have constructed their team. Wouldn't you agree? I, I do. And, you know, when we get into the top ten uh, on each position on part two of this, it's coming out Monday, another plug, I think you're going to be feeling a little bit different. No, I, I, I agree with you. It's just different cities, different styles. I will always be a Seattle fan through and through, but sometimes I'm disheartened by what they have done in the offseason, and it bugs me. Is I, that, is, am I a bad fan for that? No, I would be a bad fan, too. I am just, Hanno, I am moving past what we didn't do, and I'm starting to just go, okay, 
and listening to Shannon Dreyer and listening to the people that I listen to, you know, on the stations. Right, right. You know, this is going, going. <laughs> this is, and what I mean by that is going, this is the team that we're going to be starting off with, and I just need to get behind it. I understand that. I get that point. But, yeah, yeah. Enough said. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> The World Series, where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball favor, catch it. The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. Uh, one thing that Jerry uh, did, or Goldie did ask, or maybe it was Brock. So you had Brock. Us, what did he ask? Did he did he spoon feed it to him, or did he it, throw it a definitely softball? Def- like I said, this episode definitely felt like a little bit of like here's exactly what we're going to talk about <laughs> this way, uh, more more or so. Because why would you have Goldie on there? hosting this show right now it's because everybody thinks he wanted to leave so we had to clear that up in the first hour and then we had to ask jerry a lot of these feel-good questions right now you know they're going after the viewership they want to get fans sports fans especially seattle fans right here that are listening to seattle sports radio we're bringing them back in now going yeah okay it sucks the seahawks are done obviously we don't have the sonics and obviously, seven ten doesn't do too much cracking stuff. So right now, their bread, their bread and butter, it's not zero, but their bread and butter is oh, the I Mariners. The Mariners right now, that's the one thing that they can get back in. So it kind of felt like that, which is fine. I want the Mariners fans to get back in. I want, you know, the Mariners do good. This podcast is good. You know, unfortunately, Absolutely. we're getting the runoff here. You know, where we get the runoff. Uh, of you know Mariner fandom so I mean that's my point is we've done enough bitching I feel like maybe not but oh absolutely and you might sit here and go Myron you sound like a flip flop you sound like a pair we know that (laughs) a pair pair of flip flops but now I've reached this point it just feels like as a fan we've I've been in the arbitration room and I've stated my case I've, you're out of here. And now I'm just going, all right, what's the judgment? All right. No, no, you're, no, 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 no. This is what I think. You, you, you've come to the realization that this is the team we're going with in Peoria and you're ready to roll with them. I get that. I like that. For I now. Understand that. For yeah, now. Yes. For I mean, now. I like to tease you, but you're right. This is who we have going. Let's ride or die with them. That, that's what you're really well, let's saying. Let's ride correct? or die with them for now. For now, let's ride and die with these guys. Because every win, depending if if it's uh, Stella, the, uh, it doesn't matter her if it's Wong. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because if it's, a lot of these guys might not make the 26 hey, man roster. And guess correct? what? We yeah, and we had guys last year that were gone that put us in that position. Let's not forget there were some big home runs in the year by players and big contributions in games that ended up getting put out on waivers. Correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Upton. Upton, huge home run. 
Huge home run. We don't win that game if that doesn't happen. Nobody was hitting in that game except he's the only one. At the time that he was released, it was the time, but he helped us win some games. Yeah. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint, but at the time when the season starts, I'm ready to come out of the blocks fast. And when we don't... You are down in a runner stance right now. I'm looking at you. You're you're animated, man. No, I feel like Carl Lewis. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, you look like Carl Lewis right now. Um. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. Major League Baseball presents Big League Tips. Here's how to figure an earned run average. First of all, take the total number of earned runs that you've allowed, say 20. You divide that by the number of innings that you've pitched, let's say 80. Now that'll give you a figure, 80 into 20, of .250. Now you take .250, multiply that by 9 to give you a number of runs per 9 innings. Uh, this would be 2.25. An ERA of that, you'd be pitching awfully well. Baseball fever. Catch it. So one thing, though, I, I did find interesting that they did ask him today on, uh, that they did ask DePoto on the Wheelhouse slash Dare DePoto show, you know, whether, whether it was a softball or a soft, you know, toss to him, it was a question that, you know, there's not a lot of negativity about and that's like hey are we gonna have a six-man rotation or are we not and i oh, feel like I'm, that- I'm, I'm i'm glad they asked that i personally as a Mariner fan want to know because we have seven guys ready to roll we do we have seven guys uh, we have six guys i would say that are ready to roll if you add brash even though he's a bullpen guy, seven. Yeah. And yes. then we also have two guys in the minor leagues that, you know, could be major league starter ready. Do I think that's going to happen on, uh, you know, opening day? No. So if they can't, if they, as, as a management and as far as pitching and uh, how long they are going to go in innings and all that stuff. Have they talked about that yet as far as management? Have they decided are they going to go with a six-man rotation or are they going to go with a normal five? Jerry said on there that they hadn't talked to the starters about this. This is something they haven't decided on. And I think spring training is going to dictate that. The WBC, the health of the players. But they're definitely going to be watching innings. You know, they're going to move it. I think the words he used was methodically. He said methodically they're going to go back, which is fine. because I, I That's a great word I, by Jerry. Why, wouldn't, why would you want to burn these guys out, you know? Uh, and, 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 like, he, he brought up the point, which I do have to agree with him. Like, the guys like Marco, the guys like Flexen and Robbie Ray, the veteran guys that you know are going to go out there and get you these, you know, that can go out there and pitch six, seven innings. Most of the time they're out there. Those are very valuable, and that's very valuable to, you know, keeping your bullpen rested. And that's my that's my big thing. I don't mind the six-man rotation, especially early in the year. I know that your stance is more like you don't mind them skipping starts when needed. So you're more about the, the spot starter. For the young guys, for the, for the Kirbys, for the... For the Logans, yeah, I could see them possibly skipping a start and having. And you're right; it's a, it's actually a six-man rotation where you have Marcos your five, Flex could slip in there. You know, Castillo, he's got to go every five days. Robbie, I agree with it. 
he's got to go every five days. But the two youngsters, they're coming off of big-time innings and starting just their careers and throwing a lot of innings. So, yeah, it's a possibility I could see possibly in the first half of the season. But it's 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 also a, a great thing for the Mariners to have. But it also takes up a roster spot. You're right. It does take up a roster spot. So where I feel like it gets a little dangerous is the probably for the bullpen. They're probably going to be adding guys. They're not going to go guys. with those 13 pitchers and maybe a 12-man rotation. Yeah, people or going, 13 with a with a six-star. Right, starter and you know what? I wasn't thinking turn. about it that way. And now that you bring it up where you're like, you know, we can lose somebody and put them out there, and then they're gone. Just like when the Seahawks had a lot of good running backs and we couldn't play all of them because we had Marshawn. It was like we had to keep them there because the second you let one guy go, you know, now they're on Baltimore. Now they're a Pro Bowl player. You know, I mean, that's just how it goes. It's 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 the it's the greatness of having a deep starting rotation, and it's also the you know it's the, a gift and a curse. Exactly, that's the greatest way to put it. It and but also it also could be a showcasing for value situation if you look at it in another way. It could be like hey, like I said, somebody blows a tire on one of these teams. Somebody needs that that we're a pitcher away. You know. You know, that might be the thing to trade. But also, if you're getting an impact player from a team, you're definitely going to be getting somebody from a seller team, which a seller team is not going to be buying or trading in their value for a Flexin or a Marco. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're so fortunate last year not to have any injuries with our starting staff. I mean... So very fortunate. I mean, we didn't have Castillo, so let's not even put him in 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 the uh, realm of this right now. We have but, Robbie Ray as our starter. We 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 came out with Brash, who threw a couple inning, a couple games, did good. Then he struggled. He went to the minors, brought up Kirby, you know, Logan, Marco, Flexen, and then. You know, second half of the season, we brought in Castillo, so then we have a surplus. I mean, with no injuries, that's unheard of. Right, and let's not forget, which we also might not know, because we, the casual fan was, really wasn't introduced in, to Luis Castillo until we got him. He missed about a month to start the season off with a shoulder injury. Oh, for Cincinnati. Yes, so he wasn't there the whole year so when we say hey nobody on our team had an injury problem asterisk hmm. Luis Castillo yeah it, most most clubs do not go a full season like the Mariners without a pitcher going on the DL as a starter we we're very lucky I mean Later on in the year, I think our first guy to go nicked up and got nicked up and went on the DL was Castillo. Remember that at that point? I think it was late July or something like that. He went on like on that 15-day DL, came back, was serviceable, obviously. But Diego Castillo. Yeah, Diego Castillo. Yes. Good, good call. There's a big difference there. There's a big difference. <laughs> big difference. Diego Castillo in our bullpen. But, again, knock on wood that this doesn't happen again. And knock on wood that, hey, let's not forget, Castillo 
is pitching in the WBC. And maybe he'll feel some a little bit of fatigue coming out of there, which is would be normal, which would be normal having you know these extra arms are I think going to be a plus to not see a lull and not having to bring somebody up just to make a spot start like we did in 2021 like we did in years past where we were bringing these guys up they were just getting bludgeoned that are not major league ready or major league caliber pitchers that's true yeah I mean it's a the WBC year is a different type of year guys are revving up getting going a lot faster I mean these are big time games you got the DR versus Canada you got the US versus Mexico DR versus Puerto Rico it doesn't matter these are big time games I mean, these guys are going out looking yeah. to win. And they're not going to half-ass it like, like spring no, training. Go, no I'm working bullshit. on my curveball here. I'm working on No, they're going to get fired up, and they're going to get quick. And especially the pitchers, it makes me very, very, very nervous. Absolutely. We talked about it before. Drew Smiley had a great, great, great year for the U.S. that year. And if you're like, who's he? I never remember him in a Mariners uniform. That's because right. he didn't have He to never play. got out there. There's Jerry calling us to shut this fucking show down. There's a cease to desist. Well, we're going to get more into the starting pitcher on uh, starting pitchers. You know, the starting five, the starting six, the starting seven, and all the way down to Tacoma, maybe even to the Arkansas Travelers or over to the Modesto Nuts. We're going to be talking about it next week. We're going to have a whole episode on that. But, you know, to close this up here, we got a little Mariah Carey playing in the background here, a little fantasy uh, no, we, we don't do fantasy sports. Are we going to do a fantasy league, Hanson? I've only stuck with football and done baseball once. It's really hard every week of baseball, in my opinion. Ooh. If I was going to go against you, I would kick your ass. I'm so. sure you would. I would forget <laughs> to, to log in. But before we get out of here, let's get some of this topical stuff going into the week. And what are some of these, you know, finer print, small article kind of things going around? going on or what else is going around the league that maybe we should oh here comes the tab here comes the tab okay yeah we're wrapping up our last segment here uh holy shit um but, but uh what are some of the uh things going on that we should note so we talked about uh Tommy Lestella getting signed last week we did um, Justice Sheffield was uh, designated for assignment. The Mariners today announced that uh, Justice Sheffield has cleared waivers and then outright to AAA Tacoma. Okay. That's one. Yep. Uh, the other thing on the uh, hot stove or whatever you want to call it, the Mariners signed infielder, outfielder Jason uh, Vossler. It's to a, a low heat stove. It's a low heat. It's a low heat. Sto- it's a microwave. It's a pilot light. It's a pilot light. <laughs> we're, we're, it's cooking with. It's cooking with a magnifying glass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, he signed to a minor league deal. Jason Vossler. Uh, um, he is going to be uh, have an invitation to uh, spring training. He's a middle infielder. Uh, last year was San Francisco. He, in 41 games, he hit a buck 78. Ooh, oh shit, that'll be middle of the lineup <laughs> <laughs> the Mariners. Yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's, it's news. It's news. It's notable. Uh, but Sheffield, you know? Yeah, Sheffield be cleared waivers. Cleared waivers, I, and, and I like Sheffield. It's Sheffield's just a, a guy that, you know, comes up, does the spot starts. I know a, a few years ago, he was a big part of the rotation or the big plans. It didn't quite work out. 
But it seems like there's been some trust built. He seems like a guy who hasn't bitched and complained about his role in the organization. Um, I like having him back. Yeah, there was another guy who was put on waivers. We'll talk about it here in a second. Before we go to that, I'm going to go over to another thing that came up. Uh, Chicago Cubs signed, uh, if you remember, former catcher. Uh, was up and down with the Mariners. Had a big hit at one time this last year in 2022 with the Who? Mariners. Luis Torrens. Yeah, what Cubs. do you mean I would would I remember? What kind of that was such a lead? Hey, out. I'm just trying to play, you know, the I'm trying to okay. draw it out, you okay. know. All right, I'm trying all right. to you know, you know, It's for the listeners. It's for the listeners. It's yes. for the listeners. But anyway, the Cubs signed Louis Torrens, Joe Minor League Deal, uh the Venezuelan uh, professional baseball league. Uh, Torrens will receive an invitation to spring train. Torrens, 27 in May, has been uh, scattered playing time in the big leagues. Is also in the minor leagues of the Padres and Mariners. His longest stretch of playing time in the majors was Seattle in 2021, which he got uh, 100 games under his belt. He hit 15 home runs. He hit 243 and uh, had a batting average of... Uh, 101 WRC plus. That's what I'm reading here on the uh, timeline. So, anyway, he was about, yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh shit. I he, fell asleep. Man. I know. No, I, I'm with you. <laughs> but right. anyway, he was the third catcher, possibly, but you know, we got Hamill right now. Uh, he was a guy who came in last year. He bumped up and down. Uh, so he found his uh, new organization with the Cubs. So Louis Torrens is going to be moving on. I, all seriousness, love Luis Torrens' bat when it was hot. I definitely was one of these guys last year that was like, ooh, I'm not sure if we should trade him in the offseason. But also maybe we should trade him because his stock wasn't going to be any higher. So I was very mixed on that. Uh I don't know after this last year how I feel about it. I, I can see him having a couple of good monster years. Definitely if a team can just, you know, just find that last puzzle piece. And I think he is a DH, you know, that can maybe plug in a position here or there. I wish him the best of luck because I, I really like the guy. Yeah, and the other other thing I want to bring up is, uh, remember a couple of weeks ago we talked how the Mariners picked up and claimed uh, J.B. Baracas. We call them JBB. JBB. Uh, yeah. That's what they anyway, them. the Mariners um, at that time uh, designated for assignment Alberto Rodriguez. He was at that time was uh, according to some publications the 13th ranked player in the Mariners organization. Uh, the Mariners announced that he cleared rave waivers. Waivers. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, has gone unclaimed on waivers recently, and he will stick with the organization, and he has been designated to high A Everett and outrated for assignment. Okay. Well, shit. So all those guys we put on waivers, we claimed them back, and they're back in the organization. There you go. That's what this means. Let me ask you this. So, Hanno, that was a lot of talk. What the fuck does all that mean to the casual fan? It just means you got new guys. You didn't lose old guys, and you reclaimed old guys, and you got new guys. Does that Me, make sense? It does. So, again, to recap, when we sign these new guys, we have to make room on our rosters. If they're out of options to send them to the minor leagues, you have to put them on waivers, which means— If, uh, they're, uh, if, they, if they are on the 40-man roster, correct. 
which means other teams can claim them during a time period. If they are not claimed, then the Mariners can choose to re-sign them and put them elsewhere in the organization. And designate them for assignment, correct. A la the minor leagues. Correct. A la Justice Sheffield, a la this guy. There you go. So if you're always wondering what that means when they're like designated for assignment or cleared waivers, that's what it is. If you're a real baseball fan going, I know this. Well, too bad. We're, we're including people that are getting into the Mariners because we know that the fan base and the intrigue of the Mariners is growing and growing and growing. Absolutely. The Mariners, you know, obviously they're taking a risk by putting these guys out on waivers. Justice Sheffield, Alberto Rodriguez. Uh, Justice Sheffield has been a good pitcher, been a part of a big deal for the Mariners. Alberto Rodriguez been a high prospect in the Mariners organization. They on the 40-man roster. If you're on the 40-man roster, that means they want you. You know? Yeah. They want to keep you protected. It's just like if you're a Seahawk or football fan, it's it's a little different than the practice squad, but you also don't let people off your practice squad because you don't want them showing up on any other teams. Absolutely. And so you it's push. a protection thing. And yes. so when they get put out there for, you know, exposed or whatever, how you want to explain it, that's what happens. And they do, they, Yeah, they weren't claimed. So they get then brought back and then reassigned on the Mariners farm system. Anyways, there's other stuff, a couple other little quick things going around the league. Uh, can you tell us? Well, let's, we didn't talk about this on the last episode. Uh, we got to hear it. The Angels owner took the Angels off the block, meaning Artie Moreno is still going to be the owner of the Angels. What do you, what do you got to say about that? A couple things. Uh, Artie Moreno pulled his team off the... Uh, I would say the for sale sign. He pulled his name back, and he's not going to be selling the team. There was a what I've heard upwards of five actual people that have put in offers. One was me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Over yeah, of two point five million dollars. I didn't pass anyway. The that's a good thing for the Mariners, in my opinion. I mean, Artie Moreno, the Mar- the Angels have, and we're going to talk to Killer Steve about this, but the Angels have. In my opinion, been a poor franchise in the way they've run, but they've uh, this year especially got some retreads that they have brought onto the club, along with Rodon, Trout, as well as Otani in his last year of his contract, and they're going to be trying to make a push. But in my opinion, the Angels are a mismanaged organization, but. I'm excited about that, that Artie Moreno is pulling it back and he's going to still be involved because I think that's a good news for the Mariners. Listen, it's good news. If you're a player looking for a huge contract that maybe you can't fulfill on the field, but you still want to get paid, and it's bad news if you hate the band Nickelback because he allowed them to have a Nickelback night when they had their, what, 13-14 game losing streak uh and then let's close on one other thing uh there was a big trade with the aos i i guess it's it was a moderate trade with the al west and the al east one of our fan favorites and mariner favorites from the oakland a's was traded to baltimore tell me about it oh yeah big daddy cole cole Irvin. cole Irvin. 
Yeah. Yes, he got signed, or actually signed. He got traded away today from the uh, Oakland Athletics uh, to the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Cole was a big deal with the Mariners because two years ago he made some shit-talking remarks about the Mariner lineup. It was brought up. Uh, he apologized for it the year after. He had some struggles versus the Mariners, and uh, he's going to be moving along. The thing about the Mariners is, is that the Mariners pretty much went after him and had very much good success against Cole Irvin. Yeah, and, you know, it, the shit that he talked was, I believe, after a game that he pitched, you know, a, an offense like that, basically paraphrasing, should never, ever do this to me. Uh, yeah, uh, it's kind of a letdown because I think this team and this organization used to always get up when he was pitching. So now instead of seeing him five or six times a year, we're only going to see him twice. But uh, hopefully the sound bites are going to be good for that. Absolutely. We can't count on those three wins uh, against Cole Irvin. I mean, he talked a lot of smack a couple years ago. He got beat up against the Mariners. The Mariners took it for real. Uh, they beat him every single time they faced him. So that's a big deal, losing a couple wins against a quality starter like Cole Irvin. I mean, he was one of the big dogs that was riding the wave against the Mariners for the A's. The other announcement I want to make is that the uh, Astros finally came up with a uh, GM. Did you hear about that? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, the, the uh, Astros finally came up with a, a GM that uh, they selected. His name was Dana Brown. Uh, Jim Crane said that he picked him up this year. Uh, he was a former special assistant scout with the Atlanta Braves. So he's a Braves guy. I mean, the Braves have had a lot of success. Uh, the name also that I heard in a, that could be possibly in the uh, running for the Astros was Brad Osmus, former catcher. You know, so it was it was interesting to hear what what happened. Well, it sounds like sustainable shit because the Braves are sustainable, the uh, the Astros have been sustainable, uh, and the Mariners are trying to be sustainable. So it's pretty interesting to you know see that a team that we're trying to model ourselves after that the fans are kind of getting upset of being like. No, we want it now, or do you just want to be competitive forever? Looks over at a team that we're chasing, and they're kind of making the same lateral moves, right? Like, they're they're going and grabbing people that are kind of similarly doing the same thing that they were doing as well, you know, as far as management and as far as what they're looking at. Hey, in my opinion, the, the Strohs have been the... the the Dalai Lama, the 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 big Kahuna of baseball. They 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 bring they, every time they re re rack reload whatever you want to call it. They're ready to rock with a new player every year. Sounds like you're ready to rock, Hanno. Hey, you know, do you? Th I'm not coming over those goddamn Astros, but they. I'm surprised <laughs> they have they have came through and produced. Look at Jeremy Jeremy Pena this year, last year. Look at all. Look, Look at their players. Do you see that in the Mariners organization? No, and I didn't know when we turned into the Astros, <laughs> coming over the Astros podcast. But anyways, they're called last call here at the cabin. Uh, you son of a bitch, I don't care. I mean, seriously, they have produced as athletes and as players. 
They have. They. I mean, there's I, no, there's no bullshit about it. I love it. this side of you. You're incensed. I am. I'm pissed off. Okay. Well, guess what? It's all gonna be good in three weeks. We're reporting, and, and, and you're gonna, you're gonna. I'm telling you, you're gonna be surprisingly happy about everything. Anyways. Hey, no, is, I'm not surprised. I'm not. <laughs> hey, every time they lose Correa. Who else do they lose in the outfield? I mean, they just re-rack and reload. Yeah. Springer. I mean, it's it's frustration for me as a Mariner fan. You don't feel it? They're you far, don't feel it? They're farther, do you not feel it? I'm feeling it. They're longer. They're farther down the... All right. They're farther down the road than we are. But listen, we're running out of time here. They're calling last call here at the cabin. I got Hannah and Edmonds. You know, I'm Myron. This is the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast that you were listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast, Spotify, Apple. And if you're on Apple, don't forget to give us that five-star review. You know what, Hannah? What do we like? We like them five-tool baseball players, Yeah, right? the Astros bring them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but you know what we like more? Five-star review. So don't be scared. Five-star review. Check us out on the socials. Also, Monday, Monday morning, there will be another episode out. Kobe. It's already in the can, not the Kobe episode. Kobe, you better do your homework. But it's already in the can. So this is not a broken promise from us here at the Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast. We'll be breaking down the top 10 at every position that MLB has. Anyways, I'm Myron. This is Hannah and Edmonds. I think I've plugged everything that's going on right now so i'm gonna shut the fuck up and hanno you know what time it is <laughs> it sounded like you were turning over the motor for the charge that didn't work all right we're done <laughs> <laughs>